there's a reason why children could be in a playground and they could be all colors of these children. They could be two, three years old and they, they will all play together. But as they get older and they're taught by their parents and they're taught different things, that's when the racism comes in. And religion is really pretty much the same. Religion are racist little groups that don't believe Oh, these guys are wrong, the Muslims are wrong, the Hindus are wrong, the Catholics are right, but the Christians are wrong. You understand? So if you're involved in a religion and you're being told that you're right, you're right, and everybody else is wrong, you're already being taught the roots of hate. This is It's Okay to Go Radio, the show questioning the religious beliefs that influence our lives, the challenges we face leaving them behind, and who we become after we leave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of It's Okay to Go Radio. I'm your host, Haley Carl. Today is my interview with artist Hunt Rodriguez. Hunt first came to my attention when I was walking around my neighborhood in Brooklyn and saw an image of a distorted face of Jesus with one blue eye and one brown eye with the hashtag next to it, pay to pray. Uh, When I looked it up on Instagram, I saw a whole host of his work, which is fantastic. And as I suspected when I first saw his work, he has an incredible story about leaving organized religion and rebuilding his life. A quick note, as with all our episodes, there is adult content. And this one particularly, perhaps a trigger warning, we do discuss childhood sexual abuse. This is an issue within organized religion that is systemic. This is something that Hunt and many others have experienced. And today we get to hear about how he is healing from these things that happened to him and how these experiences have fueled his artistic career in a very meaningful and powerful way. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hunt, where are you from originally? Well, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, in Bushwick. Um, My parents are from Puerto Rico. My mom decided to move back. So then we moved back to Puerto Rico when I was about, I think about three years old. I grew up in the Pentecostal religion. My grandmother was, you know, just full... Pentecostal. My grandfather was the same, and my uncle was the same, and he was also a pastor and a preacher. And so was my older brother. He was a pastor for and a preacher for the uh, Pentecostal religion for, for years. My grandmother, I remember her having problems with arthritis in her knees. She would kneel for hours, like 8 to 12 hours on a concrete floor and when the doctor told her you're not supposed to do that because you know you have arthritis she said then how do you expect my god to hear me dang (laughs) she couldn't do it standing huh that was gonna she felt like if she was to stand god wouldn't hear her you know which i I couldn't understand i thought i was i was a kid and I'm, i'm hearing this you know at that time i was already maybe about nine you know um and, you know, that's what I was hearing her saying that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all this as a child. I'm growing up in, the, in, that, in that religion, <clears throat> going to the church with them, 
which I remember I, I couldn't stand because there would be yelling and praising God and doing everything so religiously. And then once the service would finish, they would go back to their cursing and they would talk about other members of the church. You mm -hmm. know? So it was almost like I'm looking at like a two-face. It also didn't help too. When I, was, uh, when I was around seven, I went to the stage of the church. And I always wanted to go on the stage because I always seen like these pastors on the church and I always wondered what it felt like to be up there with the, you know, they, they had the, they had the velvet seats, you know, and it was like really fancy looking. Did it look cool? The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I wanted to go up there and touch the seats, you know. So one day as before the service started, I, we were there kind of early. So I saw an opportunity of me running up there. So I took the chance and I ran up there. And I remember the pastor grabbing me by my arm and he had a very hard grip, man, you know, on my arm. And um, he looked at me and he said, what are you doing up here? Do you want God to break your legs? You're not worthy to be up here. And my mom, instead of defending me, she agreed with him and also yelled at me and told me the same thing and grabbed me by my arm and pulled me off and, you know, started yelling at me. Man, I remember it like it just happened yesterday because it was such an impact to hear that this God that I believe in is going to break my legs because I'm not worthy enough to go up there. And I'm thinking, now that I think about it, I say to myself, what, what could I have possibly do at the age of seven that was so sinful? Right. <laughs> that I didn't deserve to be up there. Yeah. I think my I think I had a cleaner soul than they than all of them did. Well that, that was age. Jesus's yeah. whole thing, you know. He thought yeah, the children yeah, were the yeah, clothes. Yeah, he wanted absolutely. people to be absolutely. like children yeah. too. That's what's funny about it. So yeah, so that was my you know, like I, I grew up, you know, going through that and at the same time, like I told you that after church, I was being raised by an alcoholic stepfather who was uh who was sexually abusing me. Jesus. You know? Yeah, and, and he was, he also spoke about God, you know? But, you know, he was, he was, he was abusing me not only sexually, but also physically. He would beat up my mom and have me watch, you know? So it was like, you know, I, I developed a hatred towards, you know, the religion and towards my mother and him. Mm -hmm. because I felt like my mother knew that this was going on. Right. And she wasn't doing anything to help me, you know what I mean? And she's Pentecostal. Right. right. Did you feel like yeah. God knew what was going on? And, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think that, I, I'll be honest with you, I think that I stopped believing in God when I was about seven, eight years old. Yeah. Once that was happening to me. I remember I used to rip the buttons off the television and ask the cartoons to come out and help me help my mother from being beaten, you know, and I used to like expect that the cartoons would crawl out and help me beat them up or stop them from, you know, sexually abusing me or, mm -hmm. or to defend my mom, you know? Yeah. That so, was a better thing for you to turn to than religion. Yeah, that was what than was religion. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Because it moved, you know, it was something that I could physically see. So it's like, I didn't, I stopped, like, I didn't even believe in God anymore mm -hmm. at that age of eight, nine years old. You know, I already was, like, saying to myself, you know what, I think this is bullshit, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that's how I felt. I was full of 
hatred and anger at the age of nine, you know, and right. through through the through this abuse and this whole confusion of religion, you know, and and later because of the the trauma that I was put through, you know, because I was also as as a form of punishment, he would take me outside, put me inside a chicken coop. Oh my God! Yeah, and I would be there under the sun. I was a kid, so I don't know right. if it was three hours, if it was eight hours. I just do know that because of that, I developed a fear of being enclosed in situations like in an elevator being right. stuck, you know, yeah. because sometimes I could smell the chickens, you know, mm -hmm. even at this age now, I, I could still go through that, you know, so it turned out that I started going and looking to see what was wrong with me because I was having all kinds of smells and you know I would have uh, sweats and sort of flashbacks my hands would feel like they were shrinking mm -hmm. and I, it turned out that I have PTSD right from, yeah from the trauma as a, as a child so it's not like you know people hear that and they think it's uh, something related to the military Sure. Yeah. No, uh, it's any traumatic event. Yeah, That's yeah, any traumatic post event. Post-traumatic yeah. stress syndrome. There's right, nothing right, with war right. yeah, in there, yeah. and where we mostly associate right. it with war, because right. that's what yeah, yeah. you know is more comfortable but I, probably I, to talk I, about. I, yeah, I thought it was only for people that were like in the military. I had oh, no yeah. idea until until when when I was being told, you know, you have PTSD. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling them now, I, I was never in the military. You know, like that doesn't have anything to do with that. You know? Yeah, so it was kind of, you know, it was kind of weird. And then it was explained to me yeah. why I smell the chickens and why I hear certain sounds, dreams, my hands, they feel like they're like a kid's hand, like it shrinks mm -hmm. when I'm stuck in an elevator. Like I, I see my, it's almost like you take a binocular and you flip it around. Right, it, right, right. Yeah, so it's almost like that. So when were you so able to when were you able to get away from that? How old were you when you were able to kind of separate yourself from that? Were you still did you still have to go to church until a certain age or Yeah, I was forced to yeah, I was I was forced to attend church until mm -hmm. we moved here back to uh to to the United States when I was uh when I was about 10 we moved back and my mother was still going to church she finally left my stepfather you know now that i think back i think it was one it was like really well past midnight and he came back drunk and you know my mother to avoid the beating um she um gave in to whatever he wanted and he passed out drunk and then um she kind of packed us up and she was like let's leave and i remember i had no shoes on neither did my sister and my brothers you know and and we were running through through the woods you know and and it, my grandmother didn't live nearby my grandmother lived really far hmm. you know i would say um i would say well over 10 miles away from where we were you know and this was through hills you know maybe about 15 or 20 miles away and i remember we had to walk all that to get over there and then um uh, my grandmother took us in and we stood with my grandparents for a couple of weeks and then my mother came back to the United States at that time. You know, basically fleeing away from him, you know. Right. 
Yeah, so, you know, I remember when we moved back and then she became active again in the Pentecostal religion and then mm. she thought that she could force me to go. But by that time, you know, I was already, like I said, I was like, my mind was made up. Like, I was like, I don't believe in this nonsense with this God and all this. Look at all the shit that I was going through, you know, and mm -hmm. what I was witnessing. And I, I would beg God when I was being sexually abused. For, you know, I would say, God, where are you? You know, thinking that he was going to come down. You know what I mean? I mean, you of believe course. all these things. Miracles. Of course. Yeah, and nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like I just gave up. And then um, when we came here, I just refused to go to church. I just told my brother, no, I'm not going. And there were fights and, you know, and but I would just refuse to go. And, you know, there would be times that I would have to go. You know, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, I, I didn't go. I would go and then I would run out. Yeah. And being that the church was a block away from where the apartment that we were living in. No, oh, perfect. Yeah, I would run out. Easy escape. Then, yeah, and then the other kids from the neighborhood were out there, so I would just go and play with them, you know. That's good. My mother wasn't really abusive physically or anything to me because I think she knew, she, I think she felt guilty of what I was put through. So now that I am older, I kind of realize the reason why she wasn't so aggressive towards me. And I think it was because of what she witnessed me going through and she felt like she could have defended me and she didn't out of fear you know at times i say you know my mother was a victim too mm -hmm. of, of his you know yeah that happens to women a lot in religion yeah. you know it seems like it, it is a lot of times women and children that suffer the most at the hands of like whoever the head of the church is you know they're the most vulnerable and yeah. women are told in a lot of these religions that, you know, they're secondary to the man. The man is the head of the household, you know, even if he's the stepfather coming in and not the father yeah. of the children or whoever. Do you have any residual anger towards your mother from those yeah, years? Or, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have. I still do now, you know, and, and I turned to, to alcohol for many years, you know, um, and I remember as a teenager, I remember, um, you know, like trying to tell my mother, like, you know, um, you know, mom, you know, he used to, he used to, you know, he used to, you know, rape me. He used to, um, you know, put his penis in my mouth, you know, and my mother, you know, she looked at me and she said, I don't believe you. Yeah. You know, and, um. You know, I remember when she said that, I felt, oh, man, I mean, um, I just felt so betrayed, you know what I mean? I felt right. like I was alone, you know, I, I had, I was, I, I, my, I just, I couldn't, my brother was there and my brother heard me saying that. And when she said that, he put his arms around me. I don't want to get like this. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, so I just continue, you know, like drinking and all that to, to try to cope with it. And then I grew a distance from my mother to now the age of 45 and I could go on you know, a year or two without even seeing her and it doesn't bother me. You know, I feel like, like, like I'm getting even.
Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've found in leaving is you get yourself away from all of that negative energy and that negative environment, anything that, you know, and in your case, it was, you know, this extreme negativity, this sexual abuse and, you know, the emotional abuse for years. And that's something that is absolutely unforgivable. And it's really, really difficult to talk about. And it's difficult for people in the church that are still in the church to even comprehend. Oh, yeah. And, and forgiveness, the idea of forgiveness in that is just... Yeah. It's beyond, you know, it's absolutely beyond. There's so many times people are like, well, yeah, there's some negative things about the church, but there's still this positive. It does more good than bad, you know. So how does that make you feel when you hear these people say? You know, I I hate to even say this, but, you know, I I, sometimes I hear them, you know, and and I I look at them and I, I, I don't like to, you know, like, like, I don't like to judge them, but sometimes I just look at them and I say to myself, you know, man, how could they be so damn stupid to actually <laughs> believe this nonsense, you know? Right. Yeah, and I don't mean to call them stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that I look at them and I, I like, like, I say, you know, I figured this out when I was nine, you know? And, you know, and... and you know, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that, you know, that um, that what I figured out at the age of nine, it's just that I have not been proven wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Even then, I mean, if I'm an, if I was, you know, I was, I was eight, nine, seven, six years old, and I was being, you know, put through all that I was being put through. And I, I, and, I and I am asking God to, to, to help me and to make a miracle, mm-hmm. right? And nothing happens, you know? I already understood that I, I he should have listened to me because I, I was innocent. Right. And I was a child, you know? Absolutely. So I'm asking myself, what, what am I doing wrong at that age? I'm saying, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And then I come to realize that I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I come to say, maybe it's not even true, you know? And then... You know, that's when that took over, and then that's when I started realizing. And I and I and, and as a child, I put through a lot of tests the whole theory of God, whether He exists and Jesus, and and what. And I remember as a child, I would do things like like I would toss a coin, you know, and I would say, okay, I'm gonna toss this coin three times, and if it comes out three times heads, then I'll try to believe in God. And I would toss the coin and, and I'd get like tails, you know. You, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. or, or I would, it was something that I kept doing all mm-hmm. the way to, I still kind of like do things like that now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like especially when I hear about kids being abused. Right. And, you know, I keep asking myself, how could there be a God when you have people with this religious war and they're killing children, you know, and they these kids are being killed. These kids are watching their parents being killed by so-called God believers. Other mm-hmm. people that believe in God are killing parents in front of their children. Right. So, you know, what what God, what is God? You know what I mean? I say... Yeah, what is what is God to you? Yeah, you know? what is God? What, what, you know, who is it? What is it? I see it time and time again. It's been going on for thousands of years, all these religious wars and... 
you know, I feel, I can't help but to say, you know what, man, if I could see Satan, I would apologize to him and tell him, I'm sorry that you get all the blame. Because <laughs> these people are killing in the name of God. They're not even killing in the name of the devil. They're killing in the name of God. Right. Who's supposed to be so mighty and good and protecting everyone. But here you are getting all the blame. Every time that people are saying something, oh, it's the devil. Really? Your God is so mighty, but he can't get rid of this one guy? Yeah. You understand? I do. It's just Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and that's why, you know, the reason why I paint Jesus the way that I paint him. Mm -hmm. You know, some people call it an ugly Jesus. They call it all kinds of things. But the reason why I do it is because I think that the story of Jesus, it's in everybody. I think we all have sacrificed and me as a child, I felt like I was crucified, uh, physically abused. I was crucified in all those forms. Mm -hmm. So when I paint Jesus as a clown and I paint him as a transvestite and I paint him as he's black, as he's white, Mexican, I paint him ugly. It's because what I mean is that we all sacrifice. We mm -hmm. all, we are all Jesus in some way, whether you're a woman or a man, we are all Jesus. And, you know, that's when someone says Jesus, that's I, I consider myself to be a Jesus. You know, it might sound crazy to some people, but I consider myself to be a Jesus. You know, don't tell me that Jesus is better than me, you know, because he's not. I'm better than him. You know, you know that's my opinion. Well, so. I mean, I think you're. I think you're right on. I mean that, and that was that was supposed to be the lesson beyond the religion, beyond the rules. That was supposed to be the lesson, the lesson of love, yeah. is that we're supposed to treat each other right. with respect and as respect. the same. Yeah. And if we're all Jesus, we're all the same. Yeah. And I want to talk more about your artwork because now your work. Uh, I know you don't want me to say it, but your work is fantastic and everyone should see it. Uh, <laughs> but you, I love your story of how you started doing more of these Jesus works. And can I, I don't know how much I can get into. Uh, you're a street artist and I don't want to, you put your name by a lot of it. So I know you're not like hiding with a lot of it, but a lot of no, it no. is on the street and the sidewalk. So yeah, I don't know yeah. how much I want to. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You and, could, okay, okay. I don't hide. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to hear about um, the pay to pray is a is a hashtag you can look for on Instagram, and a lot of your work shows up with that. So I want to hear the backstory of that. Your yeah, your yeah, work with that. Yeah, the image of Jesus with the dollar symbols on his face. That image came to me a long time ago, way before the whole pay to pray that phrase. I used to draw Jesus and I used to put money symbols on his face because I felt that religion is corporate and it's all about money and you know I always felt that way you know I, I like I said I really didn't believe in this whole God thing and I, I still don't believe in this whole God and you know I think that religion is a business now and it's, it was back then and it's all political so that that's how I always looked at religion. People say the Jews killed Jesus. I think politicians killed Jesus mm -hmm. and his political views got him killed. You know, that, that's what I think. If, if, if he exists, <clears throat> Pay to Pray came to me from the 700 Club, which is a channel on, it's a show mm -hmm. on TV that it's a religious show. And I woke up in the morning and I was, uh, I just turned on the TV. It just so happened to be on that channel. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the guy uh instructing whoever was watching to 
put their hand on the TV and he was going to say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but before the prayer, he said, just write, just pull out your checkbooks and leave the amount blank. You know, I'm going to say the prayer first. It was something along those lines, but I know he did say to have your checkbooks ready almost, you know? Right. And then when he said that, I remember saying to myself, wow, people are actually paying to pray. You know, they actually pay this guy to pray. And then that's where I got paid to pray. And then I already had the image of Jesus with the dollar signs. So I put it together and then it just kind of went so well that I was like, wow, this is offensive. I know to some people, but (laughs) it's the truth. You know, the truth hurts, Mm -hmm. you know? So I just went with that. I started doing it because I was told that that it was offensive and and you're not going to get anywhere with this, you know, and I was told all kinds of stuff, you know, but I wasn't trying to get anywhere and I'm not trying to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I don't hide. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say, you know, I do it out in the open and some I put my name on it. Some mm-hmm. I just leave paid to pray. Right. But people do know, a lot of people link it to me. You know, they already right. know that it's me. If, if you're doing something that you believe in and you're doing something that you stand for, you shouldn't hide your face. You know, what kind of activist can you be mm-hmm. or how could you protest something that you're against? And you're hiding behind a mask and you're hiding behind something. You understand? I do. Yeah. So I just said, I'm not going to hide and, you know, deny that, you know, this is what I believe in. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. As far as some people liking it the way they do, like, you know, I I get a lot of really positive feedback from people. You know, I had no idea that I would get that type of positive, you know, feedback from people. And I had no idea that some people were going to be like, hey, man, I want T-shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this. You know, I, I had no idea that it was going to be like that. It just it just kind of, you know, in time, it went that way. And then I started to shy away from that because it, it wasn't, it, I wasn't doing it to gain any kind of publicity or anything or... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking for that. I'm look. I'm looking for the message to be almost as if you see the logo for poison, the bottle right. with the skull and the crossbones. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you see that image, right, mm-hmm. you automatically know that means poison. Right. So when you see the image of Jesus with the dollar signs in his face, that automatically means corporate religion, pay to pray, means that religion is political. It's being used for money. It has been from the beginning of time, and it's all about the dollar. So that's where I was going with with that image. I wanted to make the image so that any time that it's seen, and even other people could use it and do it and put the dollar signs, people would understand, oh, that's corporate religion. You know, that's pay to pray. That's religion, you know, being business, being all about money. Right. So that's where I was going with that image. Well, we and even about the image of like Jesus and his teachings, because that's the trouble I find even with this project is yeah. people have such a difficult time separating organized religion and spirituality and God. Because yeah. from my end, I'm like, you know, it's okay to go is leaving organized religion, organized religion. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm not, <laughs> it's like saying, you know, if I said I was against McDonald's, people are like, oh, you don't like hamburgers? It's like, no, yeah. that's not what I'm that's saying. Not it. Yeah. I'm saying I'm against I'm, I'm, McDonald's. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. 
they can't it's so closely yeah. tied now and they get offended by it Absolutely. too they're yeah. they're really yes, offended yes and yes people are, people are really i mean you know people are really offended and 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 i get a lot of hate you know i, I really don't block people when they send me hate messages i let mm-hmm. them say whatever they have to say and they could continue saying it but you're right. That's that's exactly what I mean. Well, in any religion, even you know any denomination of Christianity in in America, that isn't big on collecting money, isn't a big religion. You know, we see evangelical Christianity is doing real well. It's because yeah. they know how to. You know, they teach this prosperity gospel, and they're very good at collecting money, and that's yeah. how they're getting out there. Do you have any advice for people that are? either thinking about going or, or, you know, in the early stages of that transition out, like something that maybe you wish someone would have said to you when you were having these thoughts about leaving? Or... Um, you know, I, I just feel that, you know, it's in your heart, man. It's in your heart. And your heart tells you, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. You know, as you're growing up, even a child starts to learn what's right and what's wrong, you know. You are taught these things. You are taught to believe in these religions and you're brainwashed to believe in these religions. There's a reason why children could be in a playground and they could be all colors of these children. They could be two, three years old and they, they will all play together. But as they get older and they're taught by their parents and they're taught different things, that's when the racism comes in and religion is really pretty much the same religion are racist little groups that don't believe oh these guys are wrong the muslims are wrong the hindus are wrong the catholics are right but the christians are wrong you understand so it is racist because you're yeah it's hate and fear same thing. yeah <laughs> what what if, if you're involved in a religion and you're being told that you're right you're right and everybody else is wrong you're already being taught the roots of hate there you know so it's in your heart you know when it's wrong you know and and if it's in your heart for you to leave and you feel that that is the right thing to do maybe that is your god because my opinion is that i am my own god i choose whether i could walk out of here go outside and do something wrong or do something right we we choose to do that you know i believe uh, it's my opinion no one has to agree with me but i believe that we each individual you are your own god mm-hmm. and if you feel that you're in a religion that you do not agree with and you feel uncomfortable and you feel like this is not right you feel like it's wrong it's because it is because it is it's wrong for you everyone else that's in there they want to be there if you don't want to be there and you feel like it's wrong for you then just leave your God is not going to punish you for that because you are your own God, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I mean, that, that would be my advice is just, to, you know, follow your heart. You know, your heart is your God, and my God is beating in my chest right now, <laughs> and I would always do what feels right by my, my heart, you know? And I raise my kids like that now. You know, I don't enforce my kids to... Um, take part in anything that they feel like they don't want to do. You, you understand? I, mm-hmm. I, my daughters know what's right and what's wrong, you know? Well, thank you so much. What's your, uh, you. where can people find you on uh, Instagram? What's your Instagram account? Well, my Instagram is at Hunt Rodriguez. And you, you, could, uh, you could also go on Instagram and hashtag uh, pay to pray. 
then you could find me through there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you see any of Hunt's work around with the hashtag pay to pray, if you tag it with that, he will find you and yeah. like it and, and at you. Cause that's how I discover. <laughs> yeah. That's Cause how I, we kept, I kept that's seeing right. Hunt's work around and I'm like, dang, I, who is this mystery person doing this cool stuff? And, yeah. and, uh, you know, so, well, thank you again so yeah, much. Thank fun. you. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for your time. <laughs> thank you again so much for listening, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about Hunt's work, he can be found on Instagram at Hunt Rodriguez. That's H-U-N-T-R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Hunt actually has a show coming up in Connecticut July 14th through August 10th at the Gallery at Highland Brass. It's 728 Highland Ave in Waterbury, Connecticut, and that info is on his Instagram. If you'd like to learn more about this project, It's Okay to Go, go to itsoktogo.com, on Facebook and Twitter, at It's Okay to Go, hashtag It's Okay to Go on Instagram, all of our music provided by Jordan Cooper at jordancoopermusic.com. My name is Haley Carl, and we'll see you next week.